Morning After with Nick and Big J. Welcome. Welcome to Tuesday, the 24th day of August, 2021. My name, well, clearly that would be Nick. And then there's Big J right over there. Yeah. Big J, before we get into what's going on on the show today, why don't you take a moment to tell us how you celebrated the life and legacy of Kobe Bryant yesterday? I went uh, to Free Guy. Nice. With, uh, with my friend Ian. Uh, and how did that go? Great. Is it officially Big J approved? Yeah, I loved it. Beautiful. Uh, anything else you want to share about it? Um, you know, it's it's pretty much uh, a, a Ryan Reynolds romantic comedy set inside of a video game. Yeah, I pretty much got that from the trailer. I, I, I figured that much. That's what the movie's about. Um, it's fun. Was it like Ready Player One in the way that there were, I mean, from what I have gathered, I hadn't read a whole bunch about it, but it appears to be a lot of surprise and cool little Easter eggs and things that pop up in there. Yeah, there were. Cameos, Uh, Easter eggs, it was great. Yeah, but in a good way. Yeah. Because I I got tired of it in Ready Player One a little bit. Um, It just just got to be a little bit too much. This doesn't hit you in the head until near the end. Okay. And it's only a couple moments. And uh, clearly paving the way for a sequel that would be fun to oh, watch. Oh, definitely. I mean, you, there's a lot of things, different things you could do. Very nice. How is Takiya Watiti? Is he a good uh, bad guy? You know what? Here's the thing. Yeah, I don't know, man. He's. I think Takiti Watiti is great. I think he's a great voice actor. I don't know. I mean, I think he's kind of some of his movements and things. I don't know. It's well, he was great in Jojo Rabbit. Yes, that's true. Um, but after that, I mean, uh, there's a couple things I'm like, I don't know. I just wonder how he is as a as a you know. It was antagonist. hard to take him seriously, right? To that's be perfectly that, honest. That would be so. my issue too. Also, because he just seems like such a fun and good guy, I have a hard time believing he's a bad person. Yeah, is yeah. the other part of it too. Exactly. It would be like if Ryan Reynolds was cast as a bad guy in something. I wouldn't buy that either. Yeah, and that's not Ryan Reynolds' fault. He's just so likable that I just don't want him to be a bad guy, and that's how I feel about Takiwatiti as well. I don't want him to be a bad guy. I guess is what it boils I down to. I forget the guy's name. The guy who was a, who, who you know he was in Strange. He's in Stranger Things. Matthew Modine? No, 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 no. Uh, no. Matthew Modine. What position? No, the, who the is younger, he? Uh, the younger guy. Have to look it up. He's great in this movie. He's one of the. The, the lead stars in it. Okay, but what do you know who he is in the Stranger Things? That would help. I forget his name. Okay, but is he a kid? No, he's the he's a high school kid. Oh, the, the high school like baddie kid? Yes. That didn't make it with the weird hair. Uh, well, they they all had weird hair in the eighties. Joe Keery. Joe Keery. Okay. Well, good. Either way, uh, free guy is Big J approved. That's always good to know. We're not done talking movies today either, as we got streaming dumbass on the way. We're going to talk a lot about education over the course of the show today. Ooh. That's going to happen. Yeah, I'm not sure it's all of it's good, Big J. Oh, so don't get too excited. Plus, uh, more fun and excitement as we get going. But first, some music. Let's start the show with Sublime. It's wrong way on the X. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff brought to you by the Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, the Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444. Chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You, you deserve an advocate. New report from the Idaho Center of Fiscal Policy says that, you know who aren't making a whole lot of money here in the state of Idaho, Big J? Hmm? Teachers. Oh. Uh, They make less money annually than teachers in all of our neighboring states, including Oregon and Wyoming. Teacher pay increased on an average of 12% between the years 2009 and 2010, and 2019 and 2020 in states like Washington, Oregon, Wyoming, and Utah, according to the report. And during that exact same time, Idaho teacher salaries decreased by 2%. So while they're making a lot more money in our neighboring states, uh, they're making less money here than they were over a decade ago, which is asinine. Uh, the annual salary of an Idaho teacher decreased from $55,000 in 2009 to 53000 in 2019, while... Everything around them, rent, housing, cost of living, continue to increase rapidly in the state of Idaho. Uh, teachers, of course, have been labeled frontline workers and charged with a critical job of, attra- of, of addressing impacts of learning loss from the pandemic. Plus, essentially, if this pandemic has taught us anything, we think of them more as babysitters than we do actually teachers, which is unfortunate. So don't forget, they're also taking care of that for you. But we always and routinely shoot down the opportunity for them to make more money, and I always wonder why that happens. And I can't figure it out. 
But in a lot of these cases, we really, you know, while, yes, it would be nice if somebody in charge would take the lead and go, hey, listen, I'm not even putting this to a levy. We're just going to make our teachers actually have competitive wages to our states around us so they don't go fleeing somewhere else if they're actually good at their job. But whenever it's put up for a vote, we never say okay, which is really, really weird to me. It really does come down to the citizens of the state that don't want to spend any money on education a lot of times, which is depressing. Yeah, what would you prefer your kids to do? I don't like, know. Would you rather have your kids not be educated and go out and, you know, do stuff or sit at home, play game? I don't know. It's a really good question. But, you know, here's the other part of it is I, I also feel like let's not forget about where, what a majority like I feel like if there were levies in, you know, super populated places, it would be OK. But a lot of times you still struggle to get people, young parents, that kind of thing to the polls. Yeah, I don't think they understand their responsibility yeah. in in the educational process. And so they, uh, you know, it's kind of ignorant to the process. Well, I don't think a lot of people like, you know, parents in their 30s and 40s don't realize, you know, if they're not in the vein of, you know, local politics where they go, why should I vote? Why do I need to vote for this councilman or, you know, whatever it is when they don't know a levy's on the ballot? And they don't realize how much it impacts, you know, the actual education system in the state. Meanwhile, you know, your 55-year-old super angry neighbor is going to vote no on everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that's the kind of stuff that you need to make sure you pay attention to and you're aware of. But I'm not sure how we turned this around. I knew it was bad. I didn't know everybody else had growing salaries and we had decreasing salaries. But that does kind of explain a lot as to why we're having some issues and again why teachers continue to be unappreciated around here which is uh, a damn shame big j your new york yankees are red hot uh and somebody was gonna get their 10th straight win last night between the yankees and atlanta braves and it turned out to be the atlanta braves losing as the yankees came away with a 5-1 win uh giancarlo stanton ended up having a good game homer drove in three runs they got their 10th win in a row snapping the braves winning streak it was the first regular season matchup in almost 120 teams it's 120 years between two teams that had won at least nine in a row according to the ap which is pretty incredible so congrats to the yankees there was some preseason football on last night the new orleans saints beat the jaguars 23 21 in New Orleans, Jameis Winston of the Saints made in a start, completed 9-10 to 10 passes for 123 and a couple of touchdowns, but it's not like Taysom Hill stunk up the joint either. He had uh, 138 yards and a touchdown, so both quarterbacks look good, and of course, the uh, the head coach was like, yeah, I'm not ready to make a decision on who's going to be the starter, so we'll see. Who do you think is it going to be, Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill, Big J? What does your gut say? Um, You know, probably Jameis Winston. I think you're right. I think you're right. We'll see in that week one matchup between the Saints and the Packers who gets the actual ball when they get started. Uh, I tell you what, you know what's been a coup for the Roku channel, Big J? Purchasing all of the Quibi shows. It's so weird how successful these shows have become for Roku once people actually have a platform to watch them on an actual me, television. Me, yeah, they can actually watch it on TV. Yeah. Weird. It's like nobody wants to watch stuff on their phone because the weird thing was, it, what it's proven was Quibi was actually a really good idea. It just was a terrible execution of a really good idea. And so Roku has taken up the opportunity to, you know, air all of these shows. And sure, not all of them are getting renewed, but a pretty good majority of them are. Uh, between the Kevin Hart show getting nominated for a bunch of Emmys to the fact that they're bringing back Reno 911 for some more seasons, and now the most dangerous games is greenlit for a season two. Uh, that stars Christoph Waltz along with David Castaneda, and so it will apparently is a pretty good thriller. I haven't had a chance to check it out, but it is one of Roku's highest-rated Quibi purchases, and so they have decided to invest in it and bring it back for a season two as well. So there's that. And if you are a fan of that show and have watched all of season one, that's the other thing. Like, you can power through a whole season of these shows in, like, two hours. Yeah, yeah. I've... I mean, it's like a movie, essentially. Yep. For some of these seasons. So it makes it fairly easy to binge, probably fairly easy to produce from a money and, and a budget standpoint, which is why it's been very, very popular and very good for the Roku channel. So consider that a, a win for them. And Quibi's probably just, you know, just shaking their heads going, man, if we just had to the smart uh, you know, idea to put this on a on a TV. We could have been making pretty good money. But what are you going to do? It's streaming dumbass on the morning after with Nick and Big J. 
Can't imagine this could be the case, but maybe, just maybe, Big J, for the first time ever, somebody's tuning into the morning after with Nick and Big J, and they have no idea what streaming dumbass means. Yeah. And so, breaking it down for you, every single Tuesday, we try to find three movies in a bunch of different streaming networks and channels that Big J hasn't encountered in his personal or professional life. And based on only the plot descriptions from the actual streaming channels, no stars, no directors, no anything, it's all just based on a plot description and a brief Brief one at that. Big J must select a movie to watch and review for you in a mere 24 hours. Do you accept the parameters of streaming dumbass? Big yes, I accept these parameters. Movie number one. Deputy Sheriff Joe Deacon four joins forces with Sergeant Jim Baxter to search for a serial killer who's terrorizing the city. As they track the culprit, Baxter's unaware that the investigation is starting to dredge up some echoes of Deacon's past, uncovering disturbing secrets that could threaten more than his case. Wow. Movie number two. A young, idealistic, and driven to succeed Ross creates the internet's first unregulated marketplace. When the site becomes a multi-million dollar pipeline for illicit drugs, it draws the attention of a dangerously unpredictable DEA agent who will use any means necessary to take it down. Damn. Movie number three. An aspiring painter seems to fail at everything, but when an opportunity arises to take an internship with a hugely popular artist in Norway, things could be turning around thanks to the eccentric locals and a fellow New Yorker met halfway around the world. Movie number one, movie number two, or movie number three, Big Well, J. instant pass on movie number three. Why? That sounds boring compared to the other two. Oh. Uh, I'm going to go with movie number one. Movie number one it is. Uh, unfortunately, that was the one I wasn't sure if you actually already seen, so you're going to have to tell me. But uh, doesn't the, sound like it. The one you passed on immediately was called The Sunlit Night. That was the comedy of the bunch. That stars Jenny Slade and Zach Galifianakis. You passed on movie number two. That was called Silk Road. That stars Nick Robinson and Jason Clark. You will be watching movie number one, which is called The Little Things, and that's Denzel Washington and Rami Malek, a movie that is available oh, for you to wow. watch no. on HBO Now. I, I, or Max, I should say. I have not seen that movie. All right. Well, uh, that was the first, I think that was the first movie that HBO Max did that was supposed to be released in theaters, but actually they purchased. Oh, I remember. I, I had wanted to see it. Well, now right? you're going okay, to. Okay, great. Yeah. Uh, the Little Things Yay. is, and this is a movie that I've actually seen, so I will oh, have, be pressure's interesting. on. Well, no, no, pressure's on. I'll just be able to tell you if you're right or wrong. And so that's coming up tomorrow. If you want to watch it, it is available on HBO Max. The Little Things is what it's called. Jared Leto's also in it, so uh, a bunch of Oscar winners in this movie. We'll see if oh. Big J enjoys it right around this time tomorrow. <laughs> On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by the Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, the Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Big J, would you label yourself as an extrovert or an introvert? Uh, Probably an extrovert. Yeah? Yeah. How does it feel? Pretty good. A new study shows that introverts are actually better at understanding people than extroverts will ever be. This according to Yale University. They found that introverts are basically really better at answering questions about human behaviors and the human, you know, kind of psyche in general than extroverts were. According to the co-author of the study, it basically what they found was if you spend more time observing people, you have a tendency to you know, understand them a little bit better than the person that's too busy yapping about stuff. And usually somebody that is yapping about, you know, themselves. And so that's one of those deals where introspection and observing become a good part of human nature and understanding what other people are going through. They also have uh, fewer motivational biases as well. Either way, though, that's not to say that there's anything worse or better about being an introvert or an extrovert. Each has its pros and cons for sure. But in other words, if you spend a lot of time watching and wondering about others, you probably have a better than average understanding of the human mind, which is a good thing, of course. But, you know, again, there are benefits to being an extrovert as well. Feel more connection, have a bigger group of friends, have an opportunity to share things with other people, maybe be happier in your public and personal life. And so there are pluses and minuses to each. Nobody says you should be one or the other, but... You just may have a better idea what makes people tick if you happen to be a little bit more introverted than the other way around. 
The New Orleans Saints beat the Jacksonville Jaguars 23-21 in preseason football last night. The Saints quarterbacks ended up doing pretty well. Jameis Winston, a couple of touchdowns. Taysom Hill, another one of his own. Uh, on the other side of the ledger, the Jacksonville offense wasn't exactly clicking on all cylinders. Uh, they lost Travis Etienne for a while. He was their uh, running back that they took in the draft. He has a sprain in his foot. He is out indefinitely. And then uh, Trevor Lawrence, who, of course, was the number one overall pick, just played the first half, uh, only led his team to three points in that particular first half. I think it's going to be a long year for the Jaguars no matter what. And uh, this is probably just evidence of that. Because Trevor Lawrence has been fine, but hasn't looked like he's going to set the world on fire. But, you know, it's not like he has a ton of weapons either. Yeah, the cupboard's pretty bare. Yeah. Uh, I think there's some good players on defense there in Jacksonville, but... Uh, as far as offensive weapons goes, I mean, James Robinson's really good. Make no mistake about it. But I don't think I can name a Jacksonville Jaguars wide receiver right now. Can you? No. Yeah, that's part of the problem. Someone was going to get their 10th straight win last night in the game between the Yankees and the Braves because both teams had nine game winning streaks going in, and it was the Yankees that ended up on top, 3-1. to one. According to the AP, this is the first time in a regular season matchup that two teams that have won at least nine in a row were facing each other in 120 years, Big J. That was long before you were born. So it was a pretty big deal when these two teams matched up, and it was the Yankees that came out on top pretty handily. Well, hopefully you got excited. Uh, it got leaked a little bit on Sunday night, although most likely if you had found out about it, you were seeing a trailer that wasn't the actual trailer. Uh, but the actual first trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home has been released by Sony and Marvel. And it looks fantastic. Uh, the clip features Doctor Strange, uh, prominently played by Benedict Cumberbatch. And a look at the return of a couple of villains in the Spider-Man movie cinematic universe, which has lent itself to be basically what, what it has led me to believe is that, that people are liars is what it boils down to. Like, we knew that Doc Ock was coming back and he pops up in the trailer. And now we have an idea, courtesy of just a real quick scene, that the Green Goblin's coming back as well, which means, at the very least, Tobey Maguire is going to be involved in this particular Spider-Man. Now, there's also rumors that Jamie Foxx as Electro will be back, which also means that Andrew Garfield will be coming back and reprising his role from the Amazing Spider-Man universe that Sony tried to reboot. Now, the reason why I say they're liars is because when interviewed, both Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield have repeatedly said they are not involved in the movie. And uh, they are on the record as saying so, which is why I just think, you know, I, I, it's probably in their contract that they can't admit to it. So I understand why the lies, but that's also why, you know, you can't believe what anybody says anymore. This is what it boils down to. Yeah, well, you know, the way you laid out there, it sounds like like uh, Tom Holland's Spider-Man character will be dipping into the events of the past Spider-Man movies. Well, either that right? or, well, I mean, at least according to the trailer, it looks like everything kind of comes to a head around these parts. So, uh, again, uh, from the trailer, Doctor uh, Strange and, and Spider-Man together kind of tap into the multiverse. And then that causes a bunch of uncertainties. And, I mean, it looks like they all come here. And it's like one big battle royal kind of a thing. Here's the one problem I have with it. is It just seems very reckless on Strange's part. It does seem like it's like, a really hey, bad you know decision. Uh, this is not a big deal. Let's go ahead and then screw with stuff. It does seem like it's a bad But if there's anything that, that the Doctor Strange character has set us up to believe is that he's a cocky son of a bitch. And that he thinks <laughs> yeah, that true. he knows better than but everybody else. But you think else. that would have been tempered a little bit with, uh, <laughs> you know. But then again, he did come Ward. up with a solution to how to figure out Endgame. He did see how it all came but together. But it barely worked. No, you're right. You're right. But I'm just saying, he does have a little bit of an ego. And so, uh, you know, I guess I can understand why he wouldn't pay attention to Wong and all that kind of stuff. But either way, uh, we will see how it all comes together. And it comes out on December 17th. But you can check out the trailer if you're so inclined to do so. On 100.3, the X rocks. This is the kind of we're going to hell story where I wish I was rich. Oh, because I would buy the rights. I would option the rights to this story for a movie because I feel like it would make an amazing movie. How crazy and weird and the twists and turns that this story has. 
Now, I don't have an ending for it, unfortunately, but that's why I would option it so I can work on it and figure out how this would all come together. But it is the story of an Alabama man. His name is Frank Reeves. Married, right? Yeah. For the last 10 years. And Frank decided, you know what? Man, I've been working a lot during the last couple of weeks. Why don't I come home early and spend some time with my wife? My wife. <laughs> and so Frank gets off of work, comes home early unannounced. No. He walks into his house, and that's when his wife comes running downstairs and says, Hey, hey, Frank, thank God you're here. I think somebody's in the house. Yeah, the, the guy you're sleeping with, lady. And Frank goes, Oh my God, okay. So Frank goes, I'm prepared for this. Grabs his gun and sees the intruder and fires. Oh. Hits him in the arm, right? You didn't even warn him first? Jeez. Listen, man, stand your ground, buddy. And then uh, the intruder also has a gun, Big J. So he fires, hitting Frank Reeves in the chest. Oh, no. Neighbors call the police. Police show up. Both men obviously injured and bleeding on the ground. And so they take them both to the hospital. Thankfully, they both live. Yay. After police investigated the shooting, they discovered that Big J ruined the story right out the gate. The intruder was not actually an intruder at all, but was the wife's boyfriend. Her side piece. And he had been secretly living inside the house without Reeves knowing for at least the last two weeks. Two weeks? Yeah, yeah. Basically, he was living somewhere else in the house. Frank would go to work. Wife would be getting it on with the dude she had stashed in the house. Now, and so she came up with the story that the the dude was an intruder to hopefully, you know, think that she would scare him off and be able to get him out safely. Unfortunately, Frank wasn't playing that. Now, it's unclear how long he'd been living in the house right under his nose, but the wife did admit to slipping him food and having him stay there for at least the last couple of weeks. Now, cops do say the wife was super drunk when they showed up and didn't explain why she told her husband that the boyfriend was the intruder, but I I, I think it's fairly clear her motivation behind it so that she didn't get caught cheating on her husband or at least thinking that it was cheating and he would go to the intruder card. Now, here's the twist where it gets weird and unfortunate, Big J. The husband's also been hiding someone in the house. No. Okay. (laughs) But because the gentleman that was in the house with his wife isn't technically an intruder, but was there by invitation, regardless of why the guy was lied to, murder charges, bro. Attempted murder charges for shooting the dude that was in your house by invitation of somebody that lives there, even though it was lied to you, he still had a right to be in that house because he was invited. The murder charges should be on her. Attempted murder uh, no, charges. No charges for the wife, because uh, believe it or not, Big J, uh, you know, cheating on your significant other isn't a crime. Yeah, and nor is lying uh, a crime. And so now, now, now keep this in mind. The murder charges, attempted murder charges do go both ways. Both the boyfriend and the husband have been charged with attempted murder because they tried to kill each other with guns. Also, Big J, keep in mind that these may not be the best dudes in the world on top of the super hammered wife because both of them had their guns illegally. So, there's also other gun charges involved in this particular story. So, I'm not sure there's any good people (laughs) in the story here. Yeah, no. But it is interesting to me to know that, and I guess it kind of makes sense, that you could be, in your mind, defending your home, but if somebody is actually in that house that was invited in there, it doesn't matter. You're not defending it against a guest. You know, and you weren't, he wasn't the one that shot first. Does that make sense? It was the person that actually shot first that gets in also with the equal amount of trouble. So there's that. But a crazy story to be sure. Now, we don't know how this is going to end as the charges are all pending. Nobody's been going to court, but it is an insane love triangle that also involved guns and lies and alcohol and people being hidden from their significant others and all sorts of stuff. It has to be a good-sized house, right? I mean, how do you not know somebody else is hanging out in your house? I don't know. I don't don't know. I don't know how that works. I mean, maybe he's got a system where he just comes home and he goes and sits in the living room or he comes home and he goes to bed. I don't know. I don't know. Or there's an attic. I mean, yeah, you know, there's there's ways, I'm sure. Uh, But it's just not... It's an unfortunate situation for everybody involved. Uh, and we'll see. I'm guessing the marriage is over, right? That's a deal breaker? 
Yes. If your wife lies to you while she's cheating on you and then also somehow gets involved to get you attempted murder charges? I mean, well, <laughs> and the fact that you, you know, you brought in a dude living in our house. <laughs> yeah, no good. No good. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X-Rock. <laughs> Soundgarden Black Hole Sun here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's an old saying, Big J, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Yeah, that's right. And there are lots of people out there that uh, find themselves attracted to people that other people aren't that attracted to. In the end of the day, none of that matters as long as you are happy. Thank God. In whatever relationship <laughs> you are in. And so hopefully that is the case for you. But it is also kind of nice to know every once in a while that the human race isn't nearly as shallow as we think we might be. Despite what we kind of give off to other people. As there is a brand new study out that shows that people are way, way, way more into the character of a potential significant other than the physical appearance of a significant other. While everybody that says that was tested says, you know what, it's it's a good idea to be, you know, attracted to the person that you're with. But that is not the number one thing that everybody looks for in a relationship. It is personality traits. For instance, did you know that honesty, confidence kindfulness and gratefulness and loyalty were all listed as traits that they find attractive before we got into any physical feature in a particular person which is interesting to me and good i think that we look for those qualities in other people before we start looking in other stuff now after we get past those four we start to get really into the (laughs) into the physical traits like, uh, I, I suppose it probably would surprise you to find out that the number one physical trait that people were looking for attraction for were eyes. That is the physical trait that somebody finds themselves attracted to the most, if they like the eyes of the person that they're with. Then comes smile, then comes butt, Big J. And then if you're a dude, breasts come in at number nine, and then legs uh, come nine? in at number nine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, butt's ahead of breasts, so there's that. I guess there's more butt people than there are breast people, but there still are physical traits that rank in the top 10 for sure. But just know it's kind of nice to know that we're into the personality more than we are the actual, uh, you know, characteristics and physical attraction of somebody. Uh, While I still feel like, uh, you know, that's the more hmm, appropriate thing to say if being asked. You know what I mean? Nobody wants to come off as shallow. As shallow as we may be, if we're in a public setting and somebody asks, hey, what do you think is the the most important trait for somebody that you could be with to, to have? And the weird thing is, sense of humor didn't pop up in any of these, which is almost always the default answer. You know what I mean? I'm looking for somebody that's got a sense of humor. It's got to be important. By now, we realize everybody's got one. <laughs> yeah, whether it's a good one or a bad yeah. one is another argument altogether. But everybody's got a sense of humor. Somebody finds something funny. You just got to dig deep enough to do it, and apparently we don't care that much yeah, about it. All that anymore. nonsense turns into lies after you've been married for seven years. Uh, then what do you become attracted to? Uh, you know, uh, the, the, I don't know. That's a great question. Well, hang on. You probably I dug myself a hole. You probably I'm not getting out. <laughs> I'm not going to dig it deeper. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, you could say something like, you know, uh, it Example, turn into I can't get the wife to go to a movie with me. Well, you like very different movies. No, These no, are things that you no, should know. No, we, we like the same movies. But she used to go to the movies with me, and now I realize it was just like some sort of courtesy that she was giving uh, that she didn't really like going to the movies. And now, I mean, that's, you know, I don't know if that's something I found attractive or not, but I'm just saying there's a difference after a few years of being married. Yeah, you can turn you into know, the person that you, you really are. Yeah, you don't care anymore of all the... Uh, the little tiny lies you like to tell each other. <laughs> well done, Big J. This turned into how you could have complimented your wife into calling her a liar. I'm not sure how that happened, but well played. She's a beautiful woman. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few short minutes, some important stuff. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by The Advocates. Have you been injured due to another person's negligence? The advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. 
Well, Big J, before we were all bent out of shape about a thing called coronavirus, we were bent out of shape over something called critical race theory. You remember our conversations about that? Uh, yeah. And there's still growing conflict about what people believe their students are being taught in school. And regardless of how much evidence is presented that things do or do not exist, they're still trying to take the next step. And the next step is some parents are calling for there to be cameras in the classrooms, Big J, so they can monitor what their children are learning. Supporters say cameras could improve student safety. I'm not sure how. Uh, Reinforce accountability of teachers and let parents see and hear what their children are actually learning while potentially reducing cheating and other bad behavior from the students. Uh, But critics say cameras watching classrooms would undermine teachers probably are some sort of invasion of privacy and could be hacked by people with bad intentions, as we have proven over time. Teachers' unions also contend that they would lead to nuanced lawsuits. A small number of states have passed laws that either allow or require cameras in specific classrooms, including states like Texas, West Virginia, and Georgia. Uh, Louisiana just also approved video cameras in classrooms, allowing any parent who wants to have a camera in classroom have one, so there's that. But... It seems to me to be a bit ridiculous and a waste of funds, but that doesn't surprise me that we're all for that. But the other part of it is, you know what? Maybe these things would lead to good stuff, and maybe these people that think that their kids are learning bad things would actually learn something from time to time. Although I doubt it highly. No, because they'll take anything out of context. Sure, sure. Uh, But it it still is interesting to me that, that we're okay with this as... I mean, it's about as extreme as it gets. But, you know, I I mean, and and once, you know, the things that they're looking for aren't in the footage of the cameras that they have in the classrooms, they will claim victory like they have fixed a problem that was never there in the first place. Does that make sense? Oh, that's perfect. That makes perfect sense with a lot of these folks. And so I don't know what's going to happen or why it's happening, but don't be surprised if that's the next (laughs) victory they claim. But either way, it seems like a huge waste of time to me, but maybe they will learn something, although I won't hold my breath. Someone was going to get their 10th straight win last night in the game between the Yankees and the Braves as both teams entered the contest in Atlanta with nine game winning streaks. And it was the Braves that came out on the bottom end as the Yankees won five to one over Atlanta. That extends their streak to 10 games, clearly. And it was the first regular season matchup in almost 120 years between two teams that had each won nine games in a row at least coming into the contest. So congrats to the Yankees as they roll on. They're now three games out in their division for first place. New Orleans beat the Jaguars last night 23-21 in some preseason football action. Got some good quarterback performances out of the Saints. Jameis Winston looked good, completing 9 of 10 passes for 123 and a couple of touchdowns. And then... Taysom Hill was 11 for 20 for 138 and a touchdown in less time. So pretty nice performance out of the Saints quarterbacks. And, you know, the Jaguars still put up 21 points, were close to winning, but didn't quite get it done. And the number one overall pick ended up playing the full first half, but only could lead his team to three points in the game. So there's that. We'll see as football season is coming up quick. Reminder that if you want to get in on the Morning After Fantasy Football League, the post is up now at the Morning After Fantasy, excuse me, the Morning After page on Facebook. Check us out, like us, and post in the comment if you want to be involved in the most entertaining fantasy football league out there as we get ready to gear up for Season 15. Looks like Mime Bialik will serve as the first guest host of Jeopardy following Mike Richards' decision to step down. He departed after some serious backlash involving sexist and anti-Semitic comments on his part. And then, of course, he was also involved in sexual discrimination lawsuits and found guilty of them when he was the executive producer of The Price is Right. Uh, And so additional hosts are expected to be announced. But Mayim Bialik, of course, is going to take over the primetime hosting opportunities for Jeopardy. That had already been announced, and now she is first in line for the guest hosting slots that they're going to continue to do. Now, here's the weird part. Despite the fact that Mike Richard has stepped down as host, he still is the active executive producer on Jeopardy. Uh, he kept that job, so he still will have a very big deciding factor as to who becomes the host of Jeopardy, which is strange to me, but... There's not a whole lot about this story that isn't strange, if we're being honest, including the fact that Maya Bialik says that she would be happy to be the permanent host of Jeopardy as long as her series gets canceled, which is a weird thing to say. 
Yeah, no kidding. She's in the middle of a sitcom called Call Me Cat on Fox, which I've never watched. So I don't know if it's any good or bad, but it's in the middle of season, shooting season two right now. And she's like, hey, if we get canceled and they don't get picked up for season three, I'm all on board. Uh, Ken Jennings is also in the running. So is LeVar Burton for the permanent host to replace the late Alex Trebek in the Jeopardy drama that continues to go on. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. Culture Smackdown. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Yeah, and uh, an awesome prize package here as uh, later this week on Friday, Seether hits the Western Idaho Fair. It is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, So we'll get you passes to the fair. But this also comes with VIP passes uh, for the event. And you'll get a chance to get in a little early to see a soundcheck party from our friends in Seether. So check out Soundcheck. If you've never done that before, it's a really cool thing. And uh, they're going to be singing a couple songs just to you. Yeah, it's like a little mini private concert. It's pretty awesome. And then you get to be treated like a VIP for the actual concert later that evening in your own private box. So... Now would be the time to get on the phone if you want to check out the fair on Friday and enjoy some Seether for X Day at the fair. 208-287-1003, always our phone number. But it's the number that you need to call right now if you want to take on Big J in Pop Culture Smackdown. To everybody involved, I wish you all good luck. Hello, the X. How's it going? Good, man. What's your name? Uh, Jesse. Jesse, you're up first. Jesse, what was the name of the football league that flopped twice under Vince McMahon? Uh, SSL. That is correct. Good job. Right. Hey, Big J, what actor appeared in all three of these films? Superman, Apocalypse Now, and The Wild One. Superman, Apocalypse Now, and The Wild One. Marlon Brando. Right. That is correct. Jesse, back to you, my friend. Speaking of Superman, what actor played him in the 1978 film version and then three subsequent sequels? That'd be Christopher Reeve. That is correct. Right. Big J, back to you. What uh, is the only 1990s TV sitcom that was ever based on a movie that stars John Candy? I'll give you a hint. The movie came out in 1989. It's a TV sitcom yep. from the 90s. Based on the movie starring John Candy. It's the only TV sitcom based on a John Candy movie. I'll put it uh, right, okay, right. Um, uh, let's go with Uncle Buck. That is correct. Right. Uncle Buck is absolutely... It was a 50-50 for me, that or Canadian Bacon. Well, Canadian Bacon didn't come out until like 2000. So. Oh, okay. Or actually late 90s, but either way. Uh, you are up, my friend. What is the name? So- Sophie is the name of Amanda Seyfried's character in what movie musical? Is it Mamma Mia, Titanic, or Cats? Mamma Mia. That is correct. Right. Big J, back to you. What star was featured on a, the only single from Kobe Bryant's short hip-hop career? Oh, I have no idea. I'll give you some multiple choices. Oh, okay. We'll have some fun. Is it Eve, Tyra Banks, or Lil' Kim? Go with Eve? Wrong. Little Kim? Wrong. Tyra Banks. Right. Tyra Banks. There's a reason why it was just short hip-hop career. I'll put it that way. Congratulations, my man. You got yourself hooked up with some Seether tickets for the fair, VIP style, and you're going to go check them out at Soundcheck. Hang on just one second, dude. We'll get you some information to make sure you're all good to go for that. There's your pop culture smackdown. Your headlines are next on the x Rock. Hey. <laughs> Headlines brought to you by Coors Banquet and Coors Light. They want to help those who protect our West by donating a portion of all case sales to the Wildland Firefighters Foundation. So look for the acts of participating retailers as we help protect our West by giving you the chance to win a party for up to 20 people at Section 37 Axe Room. Stocked up with Coors and an authentic Protect Our West Wildland Firefighter Pulaski Act. So check it out. Going to be out again this Saturday at the Albertsons on Broadway doing exactly that from 2 to 4 on Saturday afternoon. So swing on by on your weekend and sign up to win that great party and help out the firefighters of our West. It's a good idea. Do your part, bro. Headlines are as follows. Sweet deal, question mark? This is happening a lot and not how that works. This is happening a lot. Pretty awkward, but uh, it seems like this is the kind of story that's happening more and more. This time it happened in central France where police and firefighters had to rush to a river there 
after they got a call that somebody spotted a corpse taped up in a black garbage bag floating next to some branches and reeds in a river. Never a good call, right? Yeah, no kidding. Officers then uh, did find a body, hauled it to the banks on Tuesday, and to their relief, discovered it was just a sex doll. Police posted about the find on social media, noticing uh, that her owner can pick her up whenever he wants to. Uh, but it is something that is happening a lot. I don't know if people are doing it as pranks or this is be the preferred way to dispose of sex dolls. I'm not sure. But people are chucking them over bridges and putting them into bodies of water on a fairly regular basis. I'm guessing it's kind of like a prank, right? Yeah, it sounds not, that way. Not fun or funny to waste our resources this way, especially when you actually think it's a body. But also, not a great way to properly dispose of your sex doll. I don't know what the way to properly dispose of your sex doll would be, but I'm guessing if it's inflatable to be deflated and then maybe throw it in the garbage. Yeah, that would make sense. Not chucking it over a bridge. Uh, what you do with one of those, like, real dolls, I don't know. I mean, how do you get rid of that, I guess? You don't. Cost you fortune. Keep it forever, whether you want it anymore or not. Sweet deal, question mark, or not how that works? Not how that works. A Vancouver man was fed up with having to mow his lawn. He hated it. Yep. And he started catching a lot of heat, and that's when he decided to take his uh, matters into his own hands, and then he set his lawn ablaze. And, of course, nearly sparked a wildfire in the process. Police and firefighters received a call about a large plume of black smoke coming from a property and responded to the home. Investigators immediately determined that the fire was set deliberately and started by the homeowners, despite warnings about dry conditions in the area and burn bans across British Columbia. So, that's not how you deal with a lawn that you don't want to cut. You usually just pay somebody else to deal with it, not setting it on fire. The man was given a citation for $10,000 because you can't just set your own lawn on fire, dude. That's how wildfires start, or structure fires start, or things happen. I'm not sure what the end game would be. Do you know what I mean? Like, what if that's successful? Then you have a burnt-out lawn. Does that look better? Yes. No, no, I don't think it does. That's where you would be wrong, just like this Vancouver man was. Wrap it up with sweet deal question mark. Sometimes things go wrong and you end up in a better place than where you started. A California Chevrolet dealership let a customer trade in his 2021 Corvette for a brand new 2022 model after a mechanic was caught driving his car 148 miles per hour in a street race earlier this month. The 2021 car was dropped off to have a spark plug fixed, a routine affair, but then the mechanic was like, listen, I know where street race is. I could take out this Corvette and have some fun. The mechanic got caught racing due to the vehicle's performance data recorder, which now records like how fast cars go. And then that also recorded the joyride to video. And so then the owner found out. They're like, hey, man, somebody was driving my car 150 miles an hour, dude. Damn. To make up for his employee's mistake, the owner of the dealership then offered the car's owner an upgrade to a brand new model of a Corvette as a way to apologize for his employee doing him wrong, and that included taxes, so he got a totally free car. Got to trade in his old car for a near Ewer car. Would you take that deal? Yeah, why not? I guess it depends on how much you love the old car, right? Yeah, was it just a car, or was it your friend? I don't know. I mean, it's a 2021, so he probably didn't have it all that long. But either way, he got a new car out of the deal, so sweet joyride for the, home the car. <laughs> That's the latest from Chevelle, Mars Simula. Here on the morning after with Nick and Big J, and I suppose we should talk about people and food, Big J. Yeah, food waste, Nick. You hate doing it, don't you? Uh, I do my best not to do it at all. Yeah, food waste is an all-time high, and it's ridiculous, especially considering how many people out there are hungry. And so uh, there's this uh, new app out there. It's called Too Good To Go, Nick. And uh, I, I wonder if you would be interested in, in, in getting a surprise bag of food. Well, hang on. Where would that food come from, and what would it consist it of? It would be leftover food from stores and restaurants. Now, not food left over from somebody's plate. Okay. You know, okay, the stuff that they ended up not using and uh, I need to uh, get rid of. Uh, that was what this app was designed to do, so it could cut down on food waste. It offers entire meals, fresh produce, and baked goods, and it all comes in at about a third of the cost. So uh, that's interesting, but uh, they also offer up surprise bags. Yeah, no, I don't think I'd, I would be a part of the surprise bag. You're, you're a fun bag. little uh, sh chopped. 
Yeah, no, no. What am I going to do with this? But also, I, I guess I question how fresh the produce can be if the object is to prevent food waste. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm guessing it wouldn't end up in this pile unless it was close to being not so fresh anymore, right? Well, yeah, close. So, so you can't let it sit around. You need to get it, get up on it. Yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on how big that bag is. I would, I, I thought maybe it would be an app that would be donating it to people that actually need the food, not trying to find other people that want to buy food that's almost close to spoiling. But either way, I suppose that if it helps even a little bit, it helps a lot, right? Uh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. And there's obviously programs out there that uh, that are developed to, to do just that, what you're suggesting. Uh, this is another opportunity for people to take advantage of, you know, those things that would go to waste at a lower cost. Well, I enjoy cooking and uh, I do uh, like to try to experiment. I don't think I have enough faith in my culinary skills for a restaurant or a grocery store to just hand me a bunch of random stuff and go, here, go to town. That, Thankfully, there's the Internet and you could look up something to do with that stuff. That is something that I don't think I'd be able to pull off. And I, I don't have enough faith in my own skills to do. But that being said, as somebody that has done these subscription boxes and had food sent to my house to do some recipes, that is something that I did enjoy. I stopped doing it around the time the pandemic hit because I just felt like it was, one, a little bit too expensive, and two, probably not a great idea to have all this stuff coming in. It was just one of those deals where I did enjoy, you know, making recipes and following instructions and creating things that I haven't done before. But I don't know if I could do it with a mystery box. You know what I mean? Right. Plus, I have food allergies, so that kind of stuff doesn't fly so much for me. But I can understand how somebody could be interested in something like that. Is it super expensive? Do you know what the prices are? Uh, no, I don't know what the prices are. But I, I'm imagining it's not that great of a cost, a third of the cost of what you'd normally pay. So. And usually that, well, I guess it depends on how many meals you get. But usually that could be anywhere from 60 to, you know, $100 a week, depending on how many meals you're looking to get a week out of a place so it could be anywhere i guess from 20 to 50 bucks and yeah. you could have some stuff coming in too good to go now it's not available here in the treasure valley yet but you know oh. boise <laughs> is growing so quickly that uh, you know a lot of these things that we used to be on the fringe and we would never get kind of show up now and then, then you never know morning after with nick and big j we got ourselves some uh, bad impressions those are next on the x rock <laughs> Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. Yep, and uh, we've got your tickets here for Bad Impressions. Set you up with uh, Cypress Hill Atmosphere. Going to be out at the Ford Idaho Center Amphitheater. Um, on the uh, Jeez, Big 26th. Thursday. 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 It's a good day. <laughs> I guess. If you know where they're coming, 208-287-1003 is the number that you need to call if you'd like to be a part of the fun that is bad impressions it works like this big j has three clues they all revolve around somebody pretty famous if you can figure out who that famous person is then you've got a concert that you're going to check out on big j's birthday which is weird that he couldn't remember it as well hello the x a lot of concerts this week hello hello hey what's up man what's your name hey it's bob who are the tickets for i missed it cypress hill and atmosphere oh man you know what Pick someone else. Thanks, guys. Weird flex, but okay. Yeah. Hello, the X. Hello. Hey. I'd like to say. Wonderful. That guy was insane in the brain. <laughs> You're up first, technically. Good luck. <laughs> All right. Thanks. What are you going to do, jabronis? <laughs> Can I guess? Can you guess? Okay, then. No, although I think that's what being just Wait, wait, what? <laughs> With the first part of the clue. Clue number two? Can you smell what I'm cooking? The rock. There, you, there go. you go. You got it on the second one. Good job. Okay. Hang on one second. We'll make sure you're all set and good to go. Yeah, I don't think The Rock ever says what you're going to do. I know. <laughs> but I know. <laughs> why is The Rock in the news? Uh, listen, he is a cheese ball. There's no doubt about it. And uh, he uh, lives in a neighborhood that has uh, one of those celebrity, um, you know, roadmap tour buses that oh, like come star around. maps yeah star maps and so it's like a bus that, that rolls around throughout the uh, hollywood hills or what have you and pointing out where famous people lives and <laughs> rock is uh driving down the road and he sees he sees him and he's like hey you know what? i'm gonna talk to these folks and he he pulls up next to him with a window rolled down and goes hey have you guys seen the rock i mean that's the, about the cheesiest thing you can say 
Uh, and uh, all these people are just totally jacked to see him, and they start filming with their phones. It's hilarious. And then they start booing him. It's really weird. They don't boo him at no, all. No, of course not. Nobody would boo The Rock. He's a fantastic person. No, he uh, took some time to stop by and say hi to everybody, which was, was super nice. But not still. Nice thing to do. Very nice. Uh, very grounded, and I'm sure made these people's day. Although I think it's a very special kind of person that goes on one of those tours. That's no, very no, weird to me. No, well, yeah, but that's because, uh, well, you're, you know, most of these people are tourists. By yes, the way, I get it. That are from not from this country, and so that's a big deal. They like to go on doing these sort of things and uh, just killing some time at the very least. Uh, when you're in a in a strange city, you go to L.A. I mean, I kind I kind of get it. Um, and just I, I can imagine the excitement that these people would have to see. One of these type of celebrities in person would just be the biggest thing in their life. That's that's the only reason why you go on these tours is for the mere slight chance that you can see somebody coming out to get their newspaper or something. That's what you do it for. Yeah. So for that to happen, I'm sure had to be peak star tour kind of material, if you will. Absolutely. Morning after with Nick and Big J, we wrap up the show here next on the X Rock. <laughs> All good things, Hollywood Undead in the mix as well. That is for the glory here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. That's how we're going to wrap up this Tuesday. Guys, thanks for hanging out with us, man. It means the world to Jay and I that we get to spend this time together. It was awesome. Big J selected a Denzel Washington movie to watch and review for you tonight called The Little Things. It is available on HBO Max. He'll give us a full review of that tomorrow. We also talked about how if you are told that there's an intruder in your house, even though it's not technically an intruder and you think you're protecting yourself and your family and it turns out to be just your wife's boyfriend that she's cheating on you with that's a murder charge bro who's been living in your who's been living in your house under your nose those are murder charges so now you know uh and so that's something to pay attention to as well and we even had a chance to even have a little rock fun today so it was a good day big j that leaves you with the floor uh yeah happy to see that Corey taylor is back on the men now uh, he had to postpone some shows because he ended up getting sick with covid so uh it's been happening and those folks that are uh, vaccinated are recovering quickly and able to get back out there it's almost like you should get vaccinated yeah. you know so uh there is that happy days to mr Corey taylor that's for sure we will be back tomorrow with additional one last chance for you to get those vip tickets to seether and the western idaho fair that will happen tomorrow so it'll give you a good reason to tune in and more cypress hill tickets as well also next set of x-rec brought to you by ibew if you're an idaho or oregon state licensed journeyman electrician ibew 291 has got some immediate openings for idaho and oregon state licensed electricians check out ibew 291.org slash for wage and benefit information or call 208-343-4861 for more information. That'll do it for us. Jason Drew's up next. You guys have a good one. It's the X-Rock.